This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good afternoon everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruch Abam. We're discussing a very important subject. What could be more important than the Gemara tells us in Shabbos, Taflamet Aleph, that after 120, the question that one will be asked is, Sipisali Yeshua, did we await the coming of Mashiach? The question that we were dealing with is, why are we obligated to await the coming of Mashiach when the Gemara tells us in Masech the Shabbos a little bit further on, on Dav Kufnon Aleph, that Shlomo HaMelech describes the days of Mashiach as Yomim Asher Ein Bahem Chefetz, days that we don't desire. And that, that has a twofold meaning. Number one, we don't want them to come. Like Rabbi Yisrael Salanter would say, that people say, if only Mashiach would come. But he says, what if Mashiach comes? Meaning, then we no longer have the opportunity to do mitzvahs and to get schar. Now, what that means is we don't have the opportunity to reap reward from the performance of our mitzvahs. Seemingly, as Ramban tells us in this week's parasha, God will circumcise your heart. The uh, Ramban explains that Hashem will remove from our heart any desire for evil. Evil will basically vanish and will be vanquished. And the challenge between good and evil will cease. And we know that reward is uh, based upon overcoming challenge. Therefore, the question is that why are we obligated to await the coming of Mashiach when we don't really want it to come? By the way, moreover, Yomem Asha'in Bahem Chefetz doesn't just mean days that we don't want, but it means days when there is no desire, meaning no desire for evil, no desire for sin. So, yesterday we explained from uh, the uh, Rabbi Cheska Levenstein that the Chafetz Chaim said that even though it may not be good for the individual, it's good for the tzibor as a whole, which is generally understood to mean that it might not be good for our personal uh, service of Hashem, but it's good for Hashem on a more grand scale. In other words, in order to be Mekadesh, Shem Shamayim, but in our existence today, there is a tremendous Chilol Hashem in the world. Let's explain this topic uh, on the next level. And what we're going to uh, learn about right now is something very profound, and, um, but something very important. The Ramban tells us when Mashiach comes that people will choose good betivai, naturally. And therefore there will be mitigated merit. The Ramban cites the Pasuk, I will remove your heart of stone. What makes it challenging for us to do the right thing is we have a heart of stone. And in the end of days God will remove that heart of stone. But the Ramban says this is similar to the way the world was before Adam HaRishayin ate from the Eitz Hadas. And let's try to understand what was life like in the time of Adam HaRishayin before he ate from the Eitz Hadas. The Ramchal, in the Das HaTvunais, Das Tvunais, the Ramban tells us that there are basically three stages of world existence. There was the existence of Adam Arishain before the sin. There was his existence after the sin. 
And then there's another stage. Well, what would have been if he would have done the right thing? That's the existence of the future. Meaning, there's Adam where he, he's choosing between the Yitz Hadas and the Yitz Hachayim. There's Adam after the sin. And there's Adam if he would have eaten from the Yitz Hachayim. So, Rabbi Friedlander cites the Ramchal and the Dar Hashem that Adam Arishan before his sin was not created in absolute perfection. He was given a task. The task was le'avda u'leshamra. To guard it, to serve, and to guard. So I ask you, if there's no Yetzir Hara, what exactly was Adam Arishan supposed to do in Gan Eden without a Yetzir Hara? But la'avda was a mitzvah saseh, and l'shamra was a mitzvah sloy saseh. The mitzvah saseh was to eat the Yetzir The mitzvah sloy saseh was not to eat from the Yetzir Hadas. If instead of eating from the Eitz Hadas, he would have eaten from the Eitz Hachayim, then he would have perfected himself, Madrega after Madrega, until he would have clung to the Kedush of Hashem and enjoyed everlasting Tevekos Ta'kadosh Baruch But when he ate from the Eitz Hadas, he began to sink into the physicality of this world. So actually, what's important to study is what, was, what in the world was Adam Rishon doing in Gan Eden before the sin? Did he have free choice? It seems like he had an element of free choice, but it was somewhat mitigated. His free choice was to choose to go higher and higher and higher. It comes out though, friends, that now that we're after the sin of Adam Rishon, we have a double job to do. Number one, to get back to the level of Adam in Gan Eden. And number two, to elevate ourselves to the level that Adam was supposed to be elevated to. Now, the Yemois HaMashiach was a re- is a return to the Madrega of Adam before the sin. Now, not immediately when Mashiach comes will the Yitzhahara be van- vanquished. It will be Madrega after Madrega after Madrega. As the Ramban says, the Yemais HaMashiach is similar to the return of Adam before his sin. So Adam would have done what was... He would have followed his Teva and he would have done the correct thing. And he too would have reached the Madrega of Umala Ha'aretz Deya. By the way, the Ramchal in the Das Tevunais further explains that when Mashiach comes, there will be a Riboy Hadas the world will be filled of Deya, and people will recognize HaKadosh Baruch without the need for miracles, but rather through their own Seichel. Even from the Rambam, friends, we see that in the time of the coming of Mashiach, it is not an immediate, sudden revelation. The Rambam says, if we appoint, this is the Rambam Hilchus Malach and Perkirav Halachadalet, that if we appoint a Melech from Beis David, if there is a, a Melech from Beis David rises up, studying Torah, performing mitzvahs, and he compels Klai Yisrael to go in the ways of the Torah, he is Bechezkas Mashiach. It's not certain, it's Bechezkas. If he then vanquishes the nations around him and builds the Beis Hamikdash and gathers in the exiles, he's Vadai Mashiach. So we see that Mashiach is not one immediate revelation. There's a stage of Chezkas Mashiach. There's a stage of Vadai Mashiach. So there will be 
an opportunity to do mitzvahs the same way there was an opportunity to do mitzvahs in Gan Eden. Namely, before Adam Arishan sinned, listen very carefully, before Adam Arishan sinned, what his challenge was, was not whether he's going to do mitzvahs as opposed to Averos. His challenge was, how fast is he going to rise? What is, with what velocity will he ascend? So in other words, when Adam Rishon sinned, now all of a sudden evil becomes part of the fabric of creation, and he's constantly choosing between good and bad, and he's tempted by bad. But before the sin, Adam was never tempted by bad. He naturally had a proclivity to only do the right thing. The question is, at what speed will he will he rise up? He wasn't, in other words, the way Rav Miller would say it, he wasn't choosing between good and bad, he was choosing between good and better. That was the state of other Mishnah before the sin. That will be the state when Mashiach comes, but not immediately. It's gradual. At first, at first, there will be a certain level of awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that will build up, that will magnify, that will intensify to the point where free choice then is the choice between good and better or best or faster as opposed to between good and evil. But here's the Nakuda. So why do we say that the days of Mashiach are days that we don't want if free choice will still exist? And the answer is that an entire category of free choice will no longer exist. Namely, the category of Lefum Tsara Agra. You see, in the state that we're in today, it's extremely difficult to choose correctly. It requires overcoming base instinct. It requires overcoming laziness, stinginess, uh, narrow-mindedness, pettiness. And it's not always easy. And it's difficult. It's difficult to daven properly. It's difficult to learn properly. It's difficult to deal with people properly. There is nothing in this world that's easy. And that realm of free choice that exists today will not exist when Mashiach comes. And the realm of Lefum Tsara Agra is really the greatest arena of Schar. The main, the primary reward is in accordance with the difficulty. And in that sense, we don't want Mashiach to come. And that's why Rabbi Sol Salanter would say, people say, oh, if only Mashiach would come. But I say, well, what if Mashiach comes? Because we lose out the main realm of Schar. But that's not to say there won't be any reward. Because we'll be able to choose between good and better between fast ex, um, ex, acceleration, acceleration and even faster acceleration, between coming close to Hashem in a powerful way and coming close to Hashem in an extremely powerful way. That will be the free choice. So that is a, a uh, realm of free choice which does not have to the same extent lefum tsara agra, and that's what will be lacking, but there will still be an arena of receiving reward. So that, that's one, one way to understand it. Still, I want to address tomorrow, but doesn't the... Don't we say the purpose of wanting Mashiach is to be able to learn Torah, to get Olam Haba? 
So that means there will be great reward in learning Torah in the times of Mashiach. So we're going to explain that further based on another teaching of the Chafetz Chaim that something amazing, that actually there is learning of Torah even in the Yeshiva Shamala, even in Gan Eden. There are different yeshivas upstairs. There's a yeshiva for brachais, there's a yeshiva for yevamais, there's a yeshiva for ksubais. There's something called yeshiva shamala. So that means there's taira upstairs. So does the learning upstairs have value? Do you only get schar for learning downstairs? What exactly is the difference between the learning we do now in the realm we're in and the learning we're going to do when Mashiach comes or in the yeshiva shamala? And the basic idea, I'm going to give you a little hint, is that not everybody is allowed into every type of yeshiva upstairs. And when Mashiach comes, not everybody will be allowed to learn Torah. What is it going to t- depend on? It's, all, it's going to depend on if you made efforts in this world to understand certain things, you'll be allowed to continue when Mashiach comes or in Olam Abba. But if you never bothered... They don't let you open the book upstairs. And they don't let you open the book in, um, in the times of Mashiach. And we'll develop that in Mertz Hashem more tomorrow. Have a great day everyone. Thank you for joining. Brach HaVatzacha. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com